0: From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. This week, executives from two of the nation's leading tech companies testified on Capitol Hill. Twitter's CEO Jack Dorsey and Facebook's COO Sheryl Sandberg faced questions from lawmakers about their efforts to prevent foreign influence on in our elections to charges of bias against conservatives. Lawmakers expressed a desire to do something to rein in these hugely influential companies. Here's Democratic Senator Mark Warner the size and reach of your platforms demand that we as policymakers do our job to ensure proper oversight, transparency, and protection for American users and our democratic institutions. The era of the Wild West in social media is coming to an end. Where we go from here, though, is an open question. What exactly can Congress do to regulate the tech industry? And how might that affect how those companies do business? Here to parse the latest clash between Washington and Silicon Valley is Ronna Farouhar, global business columnist at the Financial Times. Rana, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so we had these two hearings on Wednesday, one before the Senate Intelligence Committee, and then a second one with just Twitter CEO before a House committee. What was your takeaway from it?
1: So I would say two things. First, it's clear that these big tech firms are the new systemically important institutions, right? It's not Wall Street anymore. It's these ginormous tech platform firms that have a reach and a scope that is affecting everyone's life. And, you know, like the largest banks, they actually sit in the middle of an information and commerce hourglass, taking a piece of everything that flows through. And that, to some people, is too much power. The other thing I would say is that this whole issue is, getting unfairly politicized because President Trump, as is his wont, is stepping in and muddying the waters by accusing companies like Google, Twitter, and Facebook of suppressing conservative news.
0: So what can the government do, really, and, and what should they do?
1: Well, what I would have liked to have seen more of at these hearings is discussion about how the algorithms within these firms work. Now, algorithms are mathematical formulas that direct us all to the content, to the searches that we see, to the recommendations that we're getting on our, our social feeds. These are totally opaque. And there again, I would draw an analogy to the biggest banks. You know, pre-2008, you saw them uh, doing all kinds of deals that were incredibly complex and opaque. We didn't understand them. Here again, I see business models that are very opaque, haven't been well understood either by politicians or the public at large, and we need more transparency.
0: Have we been too reliant on self-regulation from the industry?
1: Totally. And, you know, you can see that going back. You can think of almost any industry, the oil industry, the banking industry, self-regulation really doesn't work. And I think that that's something Senator Warner was pointing out that you probably are going to have to see Congress act at some point.
0: It's part of the problem, though, that a lot of people in Congress are pretty clueless when it comes to technology. I mean, there seems to be a (laughs) badge of honor that many say, like, I don't use email, like that's supposed to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, many of these hearings have the sort of tenor of a tech support call where you you (laughs) hear people asking the most basic questions. I would really love to see more senators doing their homework and getting in there next time around. And I think there will be a next time several more hearings, actually. FTC, in fact, is going to be looking at issues of monopoly in tech uh, next week. I think that we're going to see tougher questions asked.
0: So how is the tech industry fighting back? I mean, what is their lobbying campaign?
1: So the tech industry's lobbying campaign has been fascinating over the last few years, not just right now. um, They're pouring a lot of money into all the obvious political coffers. And you can see now that they're usually in the top one, two, or three position in terms of industries in sheer dollar numbers. But they're also influencing the debate behind the scenes. They have paid for a lot of academic research. They support a lot of think tanks that are weighing in on these topics. So there's a sort of stealth lobbying that is really heating up in Washington.
0: Which is fascinating because for many years, they really didn't engage with Washington at all.
1: Uh, Absolutely not. And in fact, I think this is something that you're seeing. They're so wrong-footed with so much of what's happened since 2016 because these guys don't engage with government. A lot of them are very libertarian. I mean, they tend to vote left and go Democratic, but really they are about disrupting everything, society, politics, the demos that we live in. (laughs)
0: So fundamentally there's this struggle that's going on with what these tech companies are. Are they are they tech companies? Are they media companies? Why does this debate matter?
1: Uh, it matters hugely because if you look back to the beginnings of the commercial Internet, in 1996, there was a very important loophole that was carved out. It's called CDA 230, part of the communi- – yes, exactly, the Communications Decency Act, uh, Section 230, that essentially allows these tech platform firms exemption from liabilities for things that are said and done on the platform. So they don't get in trouble for these things the way, say, WNYC might or a newspaper might or another kind of company might that's been a big issue. Is the internet in a different place now than it was 20 years ago? Many people would say yes, and many people would say we need to look at these and other regulations.
0: This month there are a lot of anniversary reports about ten years ago, the financial crisis, and really that industry was on the hot spot uh, when the great recession started. Now we're seeing a lot of attention being paid to the tech industry. Do you see parallels?
1: I sure do. I mean, if you look at the companies that were driving the market back then, it was financial companies. Today, tech is driving the market. They've kept the markets high, and I think that um, you are going to see a backlash, not just here but in Brussels. You know, the European Union is really looking very hard at the monopoly power of these firms.
0: Back then. Uh, one of the biggest companies Goldman Sachs got The moniker of vampire squid wrapped around the face of humanity. Has one of the tech companies inherited that label?
1: Oh, boy, yes, I think so. And it's up for grabs which one. I mean, you know, Facebook has been most on the hot seat since 2016, in part because they've just been so egregiously bad at handling the accusations and and issues with Russian election manipulation. I think Google may be moving into the hot seat, though. You know, you saw this past Wednesday, they were not present at the hearings. This is a company where the leaders, Larry Page, Sergey Brin haven't gotten in the press very much, and um, I think there's going to be more pressure on them to do so.
0: If you consider the president's recent criticism of Google and social media, the attorney general is talking about meeting later this month with state attorneys general about how to the tech companies operate. You have these hearings. Is this going to affect the bottom line of these companies?
1: I think it might, because I think if you look at the valuation, part of it is about, yeah, we all use these firms. They're part of the fabric of our lives. But part of it is that they're loosely regulated. If you think about all the things that they don't have to worry about that other firms do, that adds up to a lot of implicit subsidies. If those go away, these firms' valuations could change. And yeah, you know, I think that you are going to see possible corrections in these stocks. I think this is becoming a very bipartisan issue. I mean, the president has unfortunately politicized it in ways that are not very helpful, but you have a lot of progressives on the left that would like to see big tech regulated, but you also have Republicans like Warren Hatch coming in and saying, we need to look at these firms too, and quoting bipartisan research. So the fangs Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, they've all benefited from lax regulation. If that goes away, I think that you will see their valuations change.
0: Rana Pruhar is the global business columnist at the Financial Times. Rana, as always, thanks. Thank you. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC.